0: theultimatecoachbook.com Now enjoy today's conversation from B.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Ultimate Coach podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Meredith Bell, and I am so excited today to welcome as my guest Farah Ismail. Farah I'm so glad to have you with us. Thank you for joining us.
2: I am delighted to be here. Thank you.
1: Bara was very involved in all phases of the Ultimate Experience event in Mumbai that was held this past February. And so she has such an interesting story of her journey and the things that she has been doing in terms of her way of being, to me, is just so inspirational. And I've been looking forward to our conversation. Farah, let's start with how did you first learn about the Ultimate Coach book and get involved in the event in Mumbai? This was, um, I, I truly believe that things happen for a reason and they just
2: show up in my life. And it's when there's a new chapter to be created and so this is what happened for me in September when I was part of another event that a group of us were uh, hosting in which we had invited a few external speakers. And one of them was someone I didn't know at all. It was Alok Kapudurai. And I remember it was day two of our event and Alok came in for 30 minutes. And in those 30 minutes, his first five minutes captivated me. There was something was pulling at my heart, I think my soul, my spirit as well. And I had no idea what it was. It was just, he just captivated me with his being. And there were three things he said in that 20, 30-minute presentation. It was a really powerful presentation, but there were three things that I caught. One was he repeated the name of a, a coach, His coach and mentor, Steve Hardison, he spoke about a book, The Ultimate Coach. And then he said, and yes, we're having this just created an experience in India, in Mumbai, in February. And this was somewhere in September and February looked like a really far away, right? And I think what I did, what I would usually do when I get inspired, I take action immediately and nothing can come in the way. And that was what I did. I clicked, set up a call with him just to get to know him. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to know what, what was it that happened. And our conversation was very interesting. It was getting to know each other. And for me, it was plain curiosity uh, about what was that experience I had. And so while he was sharing about the book and uh what the book had created for him I knew exactly that this is something that is like you know happened for me and uh, well the next thing of course was on that call I invited him to connect me to whoever it is who's creating this event in Mumbai who's this person and so he set up yeah uh, on that call he connected us and the next thing was speaking to Ranjan and uh, I just knew that this is where I'm going to be serving. I don't know what it was, Meredith, but that was how it happened. And the rest is the most exciting miracle that we created, not just for others, but I created for myself. And my whole world changed. The book came alive. Steve Hardison came into my life. And I had such beautiful experiences that... I, you know, I just cherish and every day creating from there, of course, it's never ending, right? So that's how it all started. It was that one moment, one conversation, one spark that catalyzed this whole journey.
1: Mm -hmm. I want to reflect a little bit on what you've just said, because I think all of us can learn from this idea of paying attention to those nudges that we get because you were drawn to his message and you didn't just think about it. You then reached out and contacted him and were open to not just learning, but seeing where this might take you. And I think that says something to me about your trusting your intuition and, and what you said about acting upon it immediately. And So I would love for you to share, what have you learned in life about the wisdom of doing that? Because too often, don't you think we tend to stop and want to analyze and look at the pros and cons? And sometimes we talk ourselves out of taking action by going through that process. What have you learned over the years about the importance of that intuition?
2: You know, I think you're touching something is probably one thing that has created all those incredible moments in my life, which is taking action when I've had the nudge. And it could be as simple as setting up a call with the CEO of a company because I really loved the kind of facilitation work they were doing and they were creating, and I was designing something. And I remember I wanted to actually get to know what are some creative ways I can design this very, very important session? So I said, how can I, how can I, you know, I don't want just the information. I want to actually speak to the person themselves. And I remember this is an old story, but it just came up to me now. And it was in that moment, I sent him an email and and he just offered me 45 minutes of his time. And And when I think back, there are all these moments in my life when I have, really trusted um, that you know when my heart I feel that down. I feel it I feel it and that's when I uh, I find that that's where the most amazing stuff can happen and I think I tap into that when of course when there's no logic you're right I cannot do it when I'm in my head it's all when I'm stopping myself or I'm doubting myself so It is in the moment. It's just clicking then without overthinking. Mm -hmm. So um, the power of listening to uh, my inner voice, you know, the one that really ah, makes me feel that way, that yeah, I'm actually feeling totally aligned to where I want to go. That is powerful. And um, I would say it's easy to forget that. It's easy for... The noise or the other voices to come in, but when you can, I think when you know that this is something that uh, you can choose, mm-hmm. and uh, you've seen that, I find that I play from that space. You know, it's all that's the area that I find gives me the most joy. So I think I choose a lot of that, and that's where it's limitless, right? There's no Mm -hmm. limitations and there's only possibilities. So for me, the word possibility is ingrained. So everywhere, you know, I struggle, I see the road ahead. And so while I'm here, I'm able to, you know, look ahead and find a new path. So I find that could be coming from two things. One is... The fact that I have this incredible, um, that hope that I can always find a new, different way. And the second is tapping into what we have inside of us, which is this incredible wisdom that comes when you're truly aligned, truly aligned. yeah.
1: And when you say fully aligned, what are you referring to? Fully aligned with what?
2: Yeah, I what I meant was when I'm aligned with what, you know, what I truly care about or value. And uh, so that's when I feel like I'm walking towards something, which is taking me towards creating something that will expand me or expand the work I do or touch uh, other people's lives. So a big part of it is contribution, um, transformation. So when those things get involved, it's magical because – those are the things that fuel me
0: mm-hmm. and uh, so
2: so I think I get aligned when uh I know I'm in alignment when something thrills me which makes me like really want to wake up and do something uh when it's really important in, in when it's uh bigger than me mm-hmm. and uh, so those are the things that really help
1: me to say yes and tap into it that's great There's a couple of things from that one of the thoughts that came into my mind is i've been i've done this myself we get into doing so much you know human doings and the the thing that for me the the book of being the community has really helped me think about as i listen to stories like yours and others is this importance of slowing down And the key word you used of listening to your inner voice, your inner wisdom, Mm -hmm. where we have all of this stored, but we don't always take the time to to really pay attention to it because we're outer focused. Mm -hmm. And so I am guessing, and tell me if this is accurate, that you have developed some practices that have helped you slow down. Take time and listen.
2: Uh, absolutely, I want to talk about something which is interesting. It's called an unhurried approach, and it came from um, Johnny Moore in Cambridge. And I remember years ago I read about being unhurried. It's an un, it's a you know an experience that is unhurried and um, unhurried conversations, and uh, that's another tag. Okay, that's another heart pull because at that time I guess there was a lot happening if you know, there was so much of overwhelm and I was looking for that. And that was a calling and uh, it's so interesting. I wrote to Jody more, And uh, of course um I was part of um one unhurried conversation. And can you imagine? B- before I knew it, I was in Cambridge. Uh, My daughter went to Cambridge. So here I go and I experienced Johnny Moore in a, you know, in a, you know, in a coffee shop where we had an unhurried conversation. And from there, I hosted, I became a host for the unhurried conversations. And what was so interesting about being unhurried is it's not about, it's not about, you know, stopping and being slow, but it's really about the quality of your thinking. The quality mm-hmm. of your listening, and it's an approach uh, that uh, you know. Normally, I I do this online as well, virtual unhurried conversations, which is so powerful. Which is really about uh, allowing your thinking, and then um, when you're listening to someone else, you just you just pause and enjoy what you're listening. So you empty your mind, and of course exactly what we talk about listening, but it's a beautiful process that I think invited me to say yes uh, to be a host and to create those spaces where we can choose to be unhurried in our approach and experience a quality in our conversations that we've never experienced before. So that is one thing. So it's like a way of thinking, a way of being. And uh, yes, of course, I have uh, other ways in which I uh, choose to uh, take a pause. And I I usually like to wake up in the morning. I have a writing practice, which came from The Artist's Way. And it is a morning journal. It's called Morning Pages. And uh, the morning pages are the most incredible place where you put all your stream of thinking that happens before you do anything on paper. You could even write where am I being today and why is nothing coming in but you're just dumping it all, and mm-hmm. it's so interesting when you don't judge your thinking mm-hmm. that um, what happens on the paper is interesting and you never go back to it but it really is very powerful what you can create from there. So those are two that i I would say are a really
1: important part of my. uh... Mm -hmm. Well, I love that phrase, unhurried conversations where, um, because too often, you know, it's like, get this done. So I can move on to the next thing and unhurried. I like the distinction you make in it, not being necessarily that you, you stop or slow down, but you are, are fully present in the moment so that you're not trying to anticipate what comes next, but just be there. Um, And I think that that in itself is so valuable because so often we're looking backwards at what happened in the past or looking way ahead and anticipating something in the future and we miss
0: what's going on
1: right now. And that's, oh, go ahead.
2: I mean, I just felt that you touched something really important uh, about that way of being. And what's powerful of being unhurried is you're not attached to the outcome. So Mm -hmm. you're just not attached to, you know, where we're going or what we're going to arrive. It's from where you are showing up. And so that way... Uh, is new for a lot of people. So I used to do that in cafes in India. And of course, I did it in other countries. When I would travel, I would post an, an unheard conversation. And it was so interesting to see what that experience meant to others. And that expanded me so much. And I think over the years, there are things like this. And then, of course, this beautiful book, The Ultimate Coach, and what I'm experiencing about listening uh, through that. Is really changing how I, um yeah, how I experience the world, and I'm just loving that. And sometimes I feel, uh, you know, I'm I'm not rushing around. You'll find that there's this quietness and this thing, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and there is that fierceness in what I create. There is that no, you know, like I used to be like that before. If you if you saw me, I would be doing so much, but under the water, I would be like this, you know. Be going like oh, hard. Oh, no one would see it above because I was really good at masking it. Okay, um, so good at that. But it was crazy. Today I don't feel that you know? because of all this. You know what? You know how how we continue to um, develop, uh, evolve, and awaken. That's what I'm doing: awakening all this.
1: That's great. Well, I was thinking about the Mumbai event and I know that, you know, there was so much you were involved with before, during, and after. And one of the things I'm curious about is what you learned about giving and receiving as being, as a result of being part of that process.
2: (sighs) I think I learned a lesson really quickly. This was even before we, uh, we just started creating the event, and it was like months before. And um, I remember you know messaging Steve Hardison telling him that Amy and you are coming here, how can I serve, what can I support you with? And you know I really want to see how else can I make you experience? And I love his directness. and he said that uh, we're really taken care of. And you know, I can notice that you have this sense of hospitality and service how could you turn that around to every single person who's coming for this event? Ooh, that was a, um, goosebump moment for me because I had never seen it like that. And so I was able to turn. So for me giving turned, um, in a very different way, I could really expand it to, uh, anyone who was looking for support, etc. So I was there. That's one thing. Uh, the other was, um, I created myself. So I come from this thinking that, uh, you know, if I'm organizing something or if I'm part of a creation, then I am responsible for your, fully responsible for your experience in the sense, good, bad, ugly, I am responsible. So Mm. I, I had that thinking and it was very subconscious. And I was really, really, I'm grateful because I hadn't noticed that thinking because for me it might have come out like, you know, I want more information from the team. We're not having enough information. How do we create this? You know, you go into the event and you want to have everything, all the teas and the, you know, all the dots there. So that need for certainty was really high. And that came from the sense of, we are the hosts. We're hosting it in India. We are creating it. Uh, and then of course I had this, oh, this most incredible experience and I've been touched by this one happy man and that's Harry, uh, many times. And this happened in Mumbai. I arrive in Mumbai and that day I meet Harry and Harry is spending 30 minutes with me and he notices something. He notices that I'm in this Giving mode that I believe that I need to give so much that that's all he saw. And so in that moment, he was so present to that. He helped me see this difference of receiving and, you know, how I could be in service of the entire Mumbai experience if I was like a golden ball and I was also receiving because receiving is also giving so be in that space where you can receive and I remember him holding my hand and you know there was music playing and he was telling me can you hear that you know that music can come and go it can play and it can disappear but unless you are catching it unless you're paying attention to it you are receiving it it doesn't make a difference the water the tide it can come and go the waves but it's you who makes the difference because you are receiving that. So he was making me see that. And I was like, oh, hi. I remember sitting there, meet him for the first time. And I'm like, crying. It's like, oh my God, this is incredible. It was small, it was big for me. And who I was the next day was completely, it was a really interesting space that I was on the day of the event. So I wasn't sitting there trying to make everybody happy if something didn't go right, or I was not paying attention to the speakers because I wanted the group to be, you know, these three hundred people to be well taken care of. I was one of them. So I would say I shifted that day that receiving is also giving. Yeah. That was one distinction I had. That shifted a lot for me. I'm still working through that.
1: Mm. You know, those are so powerful. And it it really everything we're talking about is woven together because you were present with Harry to hear what he was telling you. You were able to receive that message and realize there's more to this event than just giving, giving, giving. That being so, what were the benefits that you found? in opening yourself to also receiving?
2: I think the biggest benefit was having this feeling, the miracle of being in that room, being the miracle there and just um, absorbing, absorbing in a way that, uh, you know, I felt, you know, I was walking around with like I was much taller and I was just so present to what I was experiencing. Yeah, I didn't want to really uh, pause that. Um, so we had beautiful interactions. So I was fully with people. And uh, when I came from that space, I was really uh, in the most authentic Uh, authentic space when I could just show myself the way I am and um, share what I was experiencing and uh, just loving uh, what I was taking back. So I would say that it really, really was an experience I could say that I felt most of it. It's like I've heard that some of my other friends in the other experiences, like, you know, I could just get this one thing. I was, you know, because there was so much happening. And here I felt that Ankush touched my life. Eric Lawform touched my life. Steve and Amy, they touched my life. I mean, for me, it was like a wholesome experience. Yeah, I was being touched by every single person, the person I was sitting next to. Otherwise, I would miss that. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to have that. So I think it was really important to be there in that, yes. in that
1: it's This is such an important insight for those of us who love to help and focus on giving, that that it's equally important to be open to receiving from others and not necessarily somebody giving you something, but just being open to what you can learn from each person that you encounter and receiving their humanness, they're the gift of themselves because everyone has something to teach us. I think, if we're open to it, and and that's what I'm I'm kind of drawing out from what you're you're bringing up there. You just opened yourself up in a very different way, and and made that shift. And I'm curious too, Bar, because I know your document has become very important to you. And I would love for you to talk about what was what's been your process for creating it. I know it's probably still, you know, a, a work in progress because we're works in progress. Yeah. But talk a little bit about what that has been like for you and what it's meant to you.
2: So it's really interesting that uh, when I experienced. A document that he was actually speaking his document. That's what called to me, right? So, mm. and when I when I experienced that later on, when I was part of the book and the Facebook group, that's when it all just dawned on me that there's a way of being where you can live into this every day. And of course, I created my own uh, limits. Uh, <laughs> I told myself, oh. And there must be a way to create this. There will be a time to do it. I'm not yet ready. And I did all that to myself. And of course, looked at other people's documents like, wow, I was getting inspired by the power in creating yourself um, in such a powerful way. And I had I had a, a few opportunities to, again, open my heart to creating. And one came when I was speaking to Gary, Gary Muller. And we had one conversation, and that was such a beautiful conversation that took me to a space of creating one line of my document. And then came another opportunity when I said yes to uh, being part of the book reading season three. And this was much before uh, the Mumbai event, somewhere in January, uh, Tanya had reached out and uh, I just knew that's another way my heart said this is where I'm going to be um, not just serving but also not serving others only but also serving myself because this is my way of uh, living the, the you know living what's in the book because the first time you don't really there were so many other things that were happening. So that was such an incredible oh my God, Tanya's creating magic with the entire team. So the first time I went for this team meeting, and here was what we were uh, we decided to do, which is uh, we start the meeting with one person reading the document, and uh, others can read one line, and then we do that for the next meeting, et cetera. And I just paused and I said, okay, I don't have my document." And uh, that was where the opportunity to, you know, create from there. So I created my document over a week. And the next meeting, I put my hand up. (laughs) And I have read my document for the first time. And it just felt so incredible because sometimes, you know, I'm looking for perfection. I want this perfect thing to be ready You know, and only then I'm going to live into it. And of course, that's something I shifted as soon as I did that because I felt that so much of that I'm going, I'm living it every day. And that's what's going to be a part of my, uh, yeah, of how I wake up. And lastly, the most exciting thing that happened for me is uh, here I'm got this, created this document and not yet fully into it. Okay. So I'm thinking, oh, yes, there's a way in which I can read it, et cetera. So not knowing anything, doing all this on my own. And uh, after the event, the Mumbai event, I offered to uh, have a Zoom meeting for anyone who wants to uh, share, you know, I would like, like to share my experiences because I had really shifted my ceiling to floor many times. And I had about 25 people who... um who had signed up for that and, um, it was 5 a.m. for Steve and Steve had, had shared something really interesting with me on a uh, messenger. He said, I'll be there. There are only two things can stop me from being there. One, your Zoom will not allow me to come in or I'll be dead. Or if I'm dead, I was like, what? What kind of commitment is this? And the next day, which is my evening, I open my Zoom, I'm waiting and there's only one person who shows up. Only one. And so we had, Steve and I had uh, a conversation where I shared most of my experience. And as I was talking about this journey of, you know, peeling these layers of what I think about the document, he just stopped me and invited me to read it. And, and then had, I had this beautiful moment of, what are some different ways that I can make it my own? How could I live into it differently? And so I was really, really uh, grateful for that moment as well. So I want to say that it's a work in progress. It's so incredible that I can uh, live into what I've created. I'm, I'm looking to yeah, make it a part of me every day.
1: Mm. And, you know, I watched that video because you made it available. And it was a beautiful conversation. And I loved how Steve invited you to share your document and his really loving and encouraging response to that. I would love for you to share what are one or two lines from your document that have become especially meaningful for you in terms of where you come from and living into those particular statements,
2: I think um, two one of them that that I absolutely, um, you know, I just love living into that, which is um, which comes from the space. I'll share the line uh, in a bit, but it comes from the space when I um, believed that, you know, I don't judge easily. That I was beyond judgment because I came from this space of true, I love, I love, I love life. I love people. I love their thinking. I love my family. And um, so it's so interesting that, you know, I would not get into conversations that would be judgy or, you know, talking about somebody else. So that was a way of my being. And so I thought that I don't judge. Okay. It's not easy for me to judge. So I was like, oh. And then came this, uh, and then there's this powerful uh, awareness that happened in a conversation with Gary that a couple of things that I was forgiving myself when I was talking about a few things that I want to forgive myself came from the space that I was judging myself uh, a lot for a few things. And that made me really, really uh, go deep and uh, from there came that line that um, look at me the line is not showing up immediately
1: yeah which is um take a moment while yeah. you're doing that because i think that what you're talking about is so important when we look at our our efforts or our our attitude our way of being of not being judging of other people and yet, we, we're sometimes not aware of how much we are judging, criticizing ourselves. And that what you're bringing up, I think, is so important because just as we would show compassion, forgiveness to others, we, we need to do that with ourselves as well.
2: I should know that because I come from the airline industry. And you have to put your oxygen mask first. And we learn that. And then we forget it along the way when we become these super, you know, super women trying to do everything. I tried to be that uh, until I chose to take off some of the armors that I wear Mm -hmm. uh, and just be a lot more vulnerable and uh, seek support. And I, I really came from that space. So, um The two statements I want to talk about that really drive everything for me is no one is worthy of my judgment, especially me. And everybody is worthy of my respect. So for me, that's really important. And the second one is it came from the space of me taking time to pause in my life, take time for myself. So I was judging myself for creating that for myself. So here's what my, um, one of my lines are. I renew myself every day, powerfully, without fail. So taking that time is something that is so, so important. So those were the two ones that really are important for me. Mm -hmm. Thank Thank you you for
1: allowing me to go there. Oh, yes. Because I think, you know, when... I think sometimes when we're looking at creating this the document for ourselves, when we can get inspired by someone else's and want to adopt, say, a line that they have. And yet I've learned myself in the creation of my own, it's realizing that process we go through of identifying where have we judged ourselves and the process of forgiving ourselves the the lines emerge as a result of going through that process so that they are they ring true for us and are are such an important aspect of who we are um what was the relationship for you of that self-forgiveness process in arriving at the statements you created in your own document
2: i think that self-forgiveness process is ongoing i find that it's underestimated, the fact that I didn't know, I had no idea that there was a way in which I could really do this work, which is forgiving myself, for judging myself, and then looking at what's the truth in this. And so that was so powerful because it helped me to um, you know, like Steve says, "Clean it up, right? So really helps me to clean it up and just you know and then live every day and create from there otherwise i'm I'm gonna feel burdened and I'll make up these beautiful stories, and I, I think I realized that quite a bit of time, I didn't know that there was these stories that were playing on repeat. I didn't even know it, and so I guess that it has really helped me to to shift from there mm-hmm. really shift from there and every day it's like you discover something and uh, it's an opportunity to yeah to create from there and it mm-hmm. it and it starts with self-forgiveness and as I and as steve says it forgiveness should be like breathing it should be automatic so i'm leaning into that and i'm feeling so free so amazing so beautiful on the inside so i want to say yeah it's it's amazing to actually mm-hmm. live that process to be able to create from there
1: yes and that's a a a beautiful way for us to uh conclude our conversation today too just that the raising of our awareness so that we can notice when we are judging ourselves and forgive quickly so that we don't get bogged down and as you say the freedom you have is is something that is palpable you can you can feel it and others can feel it when they're in your presence so far thank you so much for the gift of you today in our conversation and the the way you show up and the way you are being you just glow i'm I, you know it comes across in your voice thankfully because we don't have this on on video, but um, you, you're you really a gift to the world and you've been a gift to our community and our listeners today. So thank you for who you are.
2: Thank you, Meredith. I've enjoyed all our exploratory calls and today just loving your presence, loving your listening. And uh, when you acknowledge me, I want to say what you're creating and doing for the community through this, I just think it's not comparable to anything. So thank you for giving so much of you and I love you. Oh,
1: thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening. If you know someone who would benefit from today's conversation, please share this podcast with them. Also, we invite you to visit theultimatecoachbook.com so you can continue your personal exploration of being There you will find links to join our wonderful community, get your own copy of The Ultimate Coach Book, and more. Simply go now to www.theultimatecoachbook.com. That's www.theultimatecoachbook.com. The link is also available in the show notes. We appreciate your support. Be blessed. Be you.